All right, thank you for the voice notes, 0605842250. Also, getting reaction from the weekend from some of the coaches, uh, Bloemfontein Celtics, uh, John Maduka, uh, giving us his thoughts about the game over the weekend. Merzberg United managing uh, to get their three points the first of the season. Ernest Middendorp uh, getting back to winning ways and getting them out from the bottom, bottom of the table. Uh, they still have a lot of work to do, but it was a much polished performance uh, from Marisburg United, despite, as he says, players that are out. And that's the one thing you'll always get from Ernest Middendorp is honesty. I mean, he talks about Deroyk and he talks about COVID-19. Uh, obviously, not everybody's going to speak as openly as that. Uh, Joseph Zinbauer, also of Orlando Pirates, giving us his thoughts. Uh, also saying that they haven't had a strong uh, first sundown starting lineup in many, many a game. Uh, and that is all due to injuries. He mentions other health-related issues. Um, which do point back again to what we keep talking about, uh, that at, at some point, you know, I don't think anybody really needs to know about individuals' names. Uh, but let's be honest. Let's keep the conversations honest. These are people's lives when they go and play professional sport. And football in South Africa is a professional sport, believe it or not. And as the teams, though, continue to follow, we hope... Uh, the COVID-19 protocols and also testing their players and also other personnel that form part and parcel of these teams. Those uh, with thin squads as well finding themselves at a disadvantage, uh, hugely so. And a case in point, though, if you're watching over the weekend, Bloemfontein Celtic, uh, they were rocked by positive COVID-19 cases. That was basically on the eve of their game against Ransberg United um, on the weekend. Uh, the CEO, Kumbulani Kongo, joins us uh, to give us a bit of an update on that. Uh, Kumbulani, uh, blessed 2021 to you, sir. Welcome to the show. Compliments of the new year, Rob, and compliments to all your listeners, and especially Bloomberg and Celtic supporters. I'm glad you used the word compliments because you didn't have a full compliment of players over the weekend. Tell me what's happening. Of course, and definitely... Uh we, we we didn't have our complement squad because of our planning. And um, remember, before the Marisbeck game, that we had tested 10 days before when we were playing the Kefa return leg with uh, Amoniak, the team from DRC. And now our planning was we are playing Marisbeck on Saturday, and then Sunday we had to travel to Nigeria. So whatever tests that we were doing recently, they had to cover both the game and the trip to Nigeria. So as a club, we decided to do our tests uh, in in Marisberg. And the unexpected happened. And we had about four, five players and one official uh, testing positive, And they had to quarantine immediately at the hotel. So they couldn't join the team uh, going to the to the stadium and back to the back to Bloemfontein. And obviously, as you would know, Kumbulani, that the six pl- players and official included. So I'll just say the the six uh, Bloemfontein Celtic related individuals that tested positive. That you're always risking because you were travelling what by bus. Am I correct? No, definitely yes. We travel by bus. Yeah. So. There's always a, a, a case and a possibility of a false negative uh, coming through. So somebody who might be asymptomatic wouldn't have 
tested positive at the time, but because you were all on the bus and maybe some of the positive players were sitting with those that tested negative at the time, uh, that a follow-up test could prove that you might have a whole lot more numbers on that. Is that something you're taking into account and are you doing follow-up tests on the players? Uh, definitely something that we're taking into account, but uh, remember that uh, the, the the COVID uh, uh, virus is, is kind of like a strange one, and there is no standard uh, operation book or SOB that we are we are working on the whole world. And you'll find that the examples that we have been giving that you might find even when you are staying at home, uh, you might be positive, but your partner next to you is still negative when he does the complementary tests after that. So it's kind of a strange one that we, we, can't, we can't follow it properly, but you're quite right. We are aware, and again, from the Providence Celtic side, uh, actually not only Celtics, all the teams that have been playing the CAF uh, Confederation Cup in Champions League, they, they, they've been testing quite regularly. So minimum a trip, one trip would cost you three tests. Uh, uh, two tests before you you leave the country. Uh, one when you when you before you play the game, and then the other one when you come back uh, to the country. So we we've been doing regular testing, and also um, every time when we reopen uh, after any break, we do testing again. So we know the database that we have. We know the negatives that we have. We know the positives that we have. So the boys that travelled to Marisbeck, we were positive that the, the, the results will be negative uh, because of the number of the tests that they've done before. So, and the number of the squad that we took to to Marisbeck as well. But uh, again, uh, this COVID test uh, is a strange one. You know, uh, some boys they don't even show symptoms at all, and especially our boys, there's none who've been complaining or even remember we do daily screenings. And 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 there's no complaints of any other symptoms that might lead to uh, COVID uh, uh, what, uh, infections or so. Mm-hmm. So basically, we were we were positive enough uh, that we will not receive uh, a positive test. But unfortunately, the test came the other way around. So look, if you rewind again, you remember in in Europe some players internationally they when they tested positive today and then they go do the retest the following day they come back negative so you don't know what is happening but we always play safe and say you mm. you, ex- you accept and respect the first result as a positive and then respect that quarantine the player for 10 days uh, if no symptoms seven days or stuff like that and then definitely that's a protocol that you need to follow Mm. And, and obviously, being one of the senior members within the professional ranks of football, Kumbulani, uh, we, we've seen examples, especially within the EPL, where uh, a team like Manchester City had a couple of their players as well uh, that had tested positive. A game had to be postponed as a result of that because they didn't want to take any chances. What do you know locally? What would it take for a game to be called off? as a result of positive tests? Because it just seems like there's still so much secrecy around what happens, and, and, and yet it shouldn't be the case. Uh, there isn't much secrecy, uh, because the rules are quite clear on that one. Um, we need to do testing before before the matches uh, commences, and then we send all the results to the PSL doctor, 
and then he has a look for them, the positives, and then he records them, and the negatives records them. And I would just put it say that clearly, or fortunately enough, uh, PSL or APSL club has never been hit by numbers of uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, you know, where you find the whole squad is, is, is positive. That will result into an obvious postponement. Definitely a team, team like that will never play. So most of the clubs, they, they are hit with uh, four, five, one will be hit by one positive. So those are manageable numbers, and uh, they, they, they're not drastic or, or commodity numbers that where you can make a, a huge, huge decision that you need to postpone the game. But if you hit, if you hit uh, 20, 21, 22 in your team, those are, it's, it's like what, 80% of your team, 70% of your team, then, then, then you've got a serious problem. But if you're still hitting 10%, 5%, Sometimes one percent is still manageable. You isolate the few uh, few boys that are tested tested positive, and then you isolate them and you quarantine them at the end of the day, and then the game the game goes on. So we've been lucky up to so far. In the first wave, we were lucky. We are hitting a second wave now. Let's see how far we can push. Mm. What do you think needs to be done differently? Because I mean, here you guys were over the weekend. You, you had what only four subs, um, and that alone didn't look normal. Uh, you didn't have the depth to cover it because it's only the players that have tested who's, who are able then to go in and play. It, it could be less for your next game. You don't know. Hence, I asked you that question um, as well, Kubulani, is that w- what do you think needs to be done differently? And also just uh, the communication thereof. When I talk about secrecy, I, I talk about it in terms of letting the fans in. Uh, because the game goes ahead and you watch the game and you listen to what's being said. None of the people that are commentating on those games are telling you the truth about it. And yet, globally, people say, okay, ahead of this weekend, uh, there have been tests conducted, there have been 15, and the breakdown of where those uh, positive tests are, so that there is just open transparency. Football is a game of billions. It's not a game of just a couple of teams. Uh, you're quite right. From from Bloomington Celtic side, uh, we we did inform our coach that uh, if if that question comes out, uh, what uh, what he needs to say and definitely just tell the truth what happened, and 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 the planning where it started and why we tested in Marisbeck, and why the results came at that time. You understand? And what's going to happen the following day? So from from our side, um, it, it's a question that. Bloomington Celtic, I think that's the reason why you called me as well for today. You knew that Kumbulani will just tell you as it is. Uh, I won't be hiding things behind. So even our coach was told, listen, this is the situation. This is the players that are available. And uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, this is the team that you're going to have. If you wanted, uh, because also remember that the boys that remained in Bloomfontein as well, they also tested. And we, 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 we had those uh, negatives that were sent to the league. So if he needed uh, extra reinforcements to, to travel to Mattersburg, that could have been done. But the decision was taken by them, the technical uh, staff, that they would have the numbers that they had at the stadium or as a match uh, on that day. So it was an easy one to answer. This, this. That's why from my side, I don't understand why... If there is secrecy, I don't understand why. But from Celtic side, we never had any secrecy. We, it's easy. We, we talk about it. Uh, we are open about it. And it's educational. And for the, for the mere fact that 
at our club, we have taken it even, uh, as, uh, what is this, another notch, uh, mm-hmm. where we, all the development boys, before they've trained, they, they had to go testing. Even our ladies' team, they, they did, uh, they're doing our second, their second test uh, now. So we're testing everyone who's working in at Sewerele uh, Park doing training. So we're trying by all means to, to follow all the protocols, even though it's not recommended or regulated at lower or amateur level, but we're treating, it, we're treating our development team more or less as the first team because we believe their lives also do matter. So what you do with the first team, you need to do in the, in the, in the development team as well. As well as Absolutely. The I, I remember, Kumbulani, during the bio bubble, just uh, how costly an exercise this is. You know, there were club chairman that were telling me that it will cost an excess of 100,000 rand to get an entire team, uh, plus uh, the, uh, the management or some of the uh, technical staff members to be tested. Um, if you are testing as regularly as you say you are, how are you able to foot that bill? Are you utilizing the money that's coming through uh, from your grant money from the league and for TV rights to implement these regular tests? Uh, quite correct. Uh, Rob, what, what I can say is you must also remember life is uh, every, when, when every time there's a change in, an, in your environment, there's always a shock. People tend to have uh, take a long time to get used to the change. I'll confidently say when when the when the COVID started, when the bio, bio bubble started, when the re- rules and regulations were introduced to the to the chairmen of the club, they came as a shock. And, and when 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 you think of your squad, your squad could be 28, 26, other teams 30, 31, 32, and you're trying to think, oh my God, I have to test all these boys plus officials every time. This is going to cost me. But let me talk about Bloomberg and Celtic. Uh, we were shocked in the beginning. We were counting the cents. And then when time goes by, you realize, actually, our lives are more important than the cents that we're trying to count, you know. And again, for, for us, we, we, the CAF came at the, at, the, at, the right, at the right time for educational purposes because there you are forced to test before you leave the country. When you arrive in another country, there's other rules before the game. It, it kicks off. They, there's, there's other testing that needs to be done. When you come back to your country, you need to test again. So those, and we wanted to participate in, in CAF. We are still in, in CAF. So those are, are the rules and regulations that we need to follow. So it, it became a normal now to us. It became easy. And then it became easy to make a call that, uh, to say, if the first team is, t- is doing this regular testing and the boys from the MDC and the Celtics calls and the under-19 team, uh, under-17 team are still coming. Uh, as well as the ladies' team, they're still coming. There are programs we have. We know when they're starting. So before anyone starts training, everyone must test. Simple as that. It's, it's now at Celtics becomes normal. And if you listen to what uh, Coach Manova said in his interview, I think at Sundowns is becoming normal. Uh, they're testing regularly because they're playing CAF uh, championship games. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a tough time because you, you play on Wednesday against uh, Rivers United in Nigeria. You come back and on Sunday you play Amazulu at home. Are you going to be splitting your squad or will you be using the same squad? Uh, Rob, I, I need to explain a bit. There, there's a predicament uh, that just happened with us now. Yeah. Um, if, 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 if you recall, I said our planning was uh, why we tested in Marisbeck was because of the team was playing in Marisbeck, and then the following day we needed to travel to Nigeria. Uh, 
Correct. Is but now, if if you recall, a few weeks back, um, the Nigerian government has uh, has put a regulation that all passengers from South Africa, even if you got a negative result, you need to quarantine for seven days when you enter Nigeria. Okay. And I believe it's only Nigeria and UK that having having that regulation. So what it means to us is, if we have travelled on Sunday, we would have uh, quarantined for. For seven days, meaning we were going to miss the match on Wednesday, and subsequently we're going to miss the match against Amazulu. Now, what we have done prior to that, uh, up to now, we've been communicating with SAFA, we've been communicating with CAF, uh, we've been communicating with uh, the South African Embassy in Nigeria, and also the Federation, uh, the Nigerian Federation is aware of this. The, The club itself, Rivers United, they are aware of our predicament to plead with the Nigerian government that they should please allow us uh, into their country and not to quarantine for seven days if we have the negative results. So the meetings and the correspondences, that uh, Zoom meetings and uh, group uh, meetings, telephone call meetings that, that have been happening up to now, we still haven't received that letter that that gives us a waiver of that regulation. So. We had to cancel, um, unfortunately, we lost some few uh, bobs there. We had to cancel our flights on Sunday that were booked from Devon, Devon to Johannesburg, Uartambo, Uartambo to, to, to Lagos. Unfortunately, we didn't travel now on Sunday. The team had to drive back to Bloemfontein, and now we are all in Bloom. We're still waiting for a letter that comes from CAF yeah. or Nigerian government or Nigerian Federation or somebody, but at least a letter that comes from the highest office, which is the government in the country in Nigeria, that says this team is welcome into Nigeria and they won't quarantine for seven days. Because it, it, it's, Robert, it doesn't make sense. If you say, it's, probably, today, it's probably running a bit too late, though. I mean, if you haven't left exactly. for Nigeria yet, you might forfeit that game at the end of the day. Look, careful decide at the end of the day, uh, but they are aware of our situation. There's correspondence that are, uh, came the, today. And there was a response. Uh, Safa did reply because we're not happy with the letter that we we received. Uh, the letter that uh, <laughs> the letter just said to us, uh, we acknowledge of your letter requesting the waiver. We will send this to the to the Nigerian ministry, and we wish you uh, safe travels to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody says that's that's a letter that you want. We said definitely. That's not the letter that we're looking for. We're definitely not going to travel. And it's an email again. Uh, we're not going to travel with a, with a letter that, that, that says that, you know. Uh, we need an official letter from the government. Basically, that's it. Absolutely. Well, now you're going to stand a chance of missing two games, where if you miss 100%. the Rivers game um, up, up there, then you're not going to be able to travel back to be on time for your game against Amazulu. So it's double jeopardy on your side. Keep us updated, 100%. Kumbulani, because this is a really... I mean, this is a developing story, but also a very troubling story. It's a, it's a troubling story. The, I think the PSL is aware about it. We did inform the league as well with our predicament. The league is aware that the train has not traveled yet until we receive this letter. Listen, we, we've made a call. We need to receive this letter or else we don't travel. Mm. And, and, and with the East paper trail, this thing didn't just start yesterday. Uh, we've been asking Safa to talk to Kev. We even wrote, even the club itself uh, wrote directly to Kev, which is unusual. To, to do that, you know, we always talk to care via SAFA, but this time we said, let's talk to them directly. No response, no nothing. Until late uh, last night, early, late early this morning, 
there was some response, and then we also responded to that. From that, it, it's still no positive answer that we're getting. So the team is still in Glomfontein. Wow. Kumbulani, we'll, we'll keep in touch with you so that we, we can track exactly what is going on. Thank you so much for joining us, and everything of the best, Bob. Thank you so much. That's Bloemfontein Celtic CEO Kumlani Kongo. As I say, that's a developing story, but also a very troubling story um, at the very same time.